home. What do you picture when I say that word? Do you imagine where you were when you were five years old or where you went to high school or the place that you moved to when you first moved out on your own or went to college? Where's that place that you knew you belonged? The funny thing is that sometimes that place that you love and that you consider home changes, just like we change. I've experienced that. When I was 18, I moved to Ireland and I lived there for three years and had one of the most amazing experiences ever. I had the best community. I had the most amazing friends. It was life-changing. Then I went home and it was amazing. It was so good to be with my family. Um, And I got back to normal life. And a few years ago, I had the opportunity to go back to Ireland and go back to the place that I considered home for three years when I lived there. And I was so excited. I was ready to just feel all the feelings that I had felt when I was there and see all the places that I loved and that I had envisioned in my brain so many times because I've walked in the places that I walked and all of that fun stuff. And then I got there and it was still one of the most amazing places ever, but wasn't the same anymore because the people that lived there weren't there anymore. And silly things like the tree that I sat under with the swing got cut down and it wasn't the same. And it was so hard. I was filled with so many emotions I was not ready for. And I didn't expect because I just thought it was going to be amazing. That made me really think like going home isn't always easy and it changes so much. That's been a big part of our friend Mandy's story. The idea of belonging and the idea of where home is has been a really big struggle for her, honestly, because she grew up as a missionary kid in Argentina, and now she lives back here in the States. And even throughout her growing up, they would travel back and forth. This idea of who is she, where does she belong, has been just amplified. It's this question that so many of us ask, whether it's just that we're growing up and we're changing, or if it's that going back to those old places in our lives that meant so much, it makes us realize how much has changed. And sometimes you can't go back. So what do you do when you don't feel like you belong? Mandy is going to take us through her story and let us in on what she's been learning about who she is and where she belongs. This is the non-exclusive podcast. Stories that remind you, you're not the only one. Hosted by... Reevee. And Candice. Here's our conversation with Mandy. I feel like the question I hated when I was growing up was, where are you from? Because it was such a hard one to answer. Um, and I feel like anyone that's in that like third, col- third culture world or missionary kid type of world would understand that. But basically, I'm a missionary kid. My parents were missionaries in Argentina. And I was born on the field. So I was born in Argentina even though my parents were American. So I was born with an Argentine passport and an American passport. And right off the bat, I had dual uh, citizenship, I guess. I was going to say dual personalities, but that's not <laughs> I that mean, not maybe it. that too. It's a little different. No, yeah. Um, but anytime someone would ask me where I was from, I didn't really know. You didn't want to get into the long answer. So I'd say things like, oh, well, my parents are from Ohio or... I was born overseas, but I live in Tennessee or anything like that. Like, you just don't want to get into the factor of, like, I don't really know where to say I'm from because, yes, I'm, like, I'm Argentine. I was born in Argentina, grew up there my whole life, but I don't really have any roots there anymore. Like, a lot of that is gone. But then I should say I'm an American because my parents are American. I speak like an American. I look like an American. 
but I didn't have any connection to the States. Like the States was just this place that had like Pop-Tarts and fun food <laughs> that I couldn't get overseas. But that was literally my only emotional connection to the States. I didn't care for it. I didn't want to be seen as an American. Um, so that was always a, the struggle. So I was born overseas, lived there my entire life, but every four or five years we'd come back to the States for one year for my parents' itineration. Um, and I hated it. <laughs> every single time it was just coming back for literally one year, a new school where everyone is already established, everyone already has friends groups. You're like the weird person coming in that doesn't know American culture. I remember I was in seventh grade and I came back for like one year and it's like junior high, so it's already awkward. But I came back and I didn't know that Aeropostale was Aeropostale. So I went to school and I was just like, oh, I like your sweater. Is that from Aeropostale? Like I literally said it like that because I thought that that's like, so anyways, I mean, that would make sense. No American culture. (laughs) So then you just get made fun of. But it was just a struggle. It was one of those things where it's like, never knew how to answer that question of where are you from? Didn't know where I fit in. And the only time I really felt understood was when I was with other people that had the same story, I guess. And it's something now, like, I look back on and I'm truly, like, I'm I'm thankful for my, like, upbringing and I'm thankful for that weird um, factor, but just growing up, just with the, the type of person I am, it was really hard. Like I'm a type six on the Enneagram, so it was really hard to make the move every single time and to settle into a new school, a new state, a new church, whatever. Like our whole life would be uprooted for just one year. And then we'd go back to Argentina and settle back in for four or five years and then be uprooted again for one year. Did you always go back to the same town or was it different places? Um, when we were a little bit older, um, like when we were like younger, it was different towns. But then once we started getting into like school age, we kind of tried to go back to the same place. It was Toledo, Ohio. I would not recommend it. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's like town. the most like random place ever. So that's where we, we went there maybe three times, two or three times. Um, but I had zero attachment, like no friends, no nothing there. That would be difficult. Even if you went back to the same spot mm-hmm. and went to the same school, it would be difficult to be the person who just shows up every few years. Right. Yeah. But like to literally almost start from scratch every single time. Like, yeah, I can imagine. It's odd. And the thing is, we went back to the same church because it was a church that supported my parents and they had a house there from missionaries to stay at and whatnot. So we'd go back to the same church. You'd see some of the familiar faces, but I couldn't remember anyone. Like I didn't, I didn't have friends there anymore. And like they were just all... I mean, we were the missionaries, so it's like, oh, come have dinner at our house or come hang out, whatever. Everyone wanted to catch up with us. And I was just like, this is draining. I don't know who anyone is, and they're not my friends. Like, five years has gone by. Um, so it's just, I don't know. It's awkward. Yeah. And, I mean, any kid time, like, five years is a, it's long, a long time. time. <laughs> you change so much. And so, like, oh, yeah. even the other kids change. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. I remember my church supported a missionary family and, um, like, there was a girl who was my age and we were like friends sometimes, but it was kind of weird because it'd be like, I remember mm-hmm. who she is, but like, I don't really know anything about her now because mm-hmm. it's just so much time has gone by. Yeah. And she has her own life, you know? So th- yeah, it's a very weird dynamic for sure. How was it to be away from all the people in Argentina? Like, did you have that community there that it was felt weird to leave for a year and then come back? Would it feel the same? Yeah, yes and no. So in Argentina, when it came to school, we went to international schools. So there's constant change. So like basically, 
your your whole class could change in one year because everyone's like diplomat kids and stuff like that. Speaking um, of, <laughs> that leads us to a really fun thing. The first like week that Mandy and I like worked together, we were having a conversation about Argentina and life in like an international <laughs> school. And the craziest thing happened. I was telling her how I have a cousin, I have cousins who did the same thing. And I'm pretty sure they lived in Argentina. And it was the weirdest thing when we finally made the connection that we act, she actually went to high school yeah. with my cousin. Well, I loved it too. Cause I was just like, well, what's their name? Like, maybe I know them. And then you're like, Oh, Jeremy. And I was just like, Oh my gosh, he was in my friend group. <laughs> like, I was like, I knew him. <laughs> yeah. Not just like went to high school, but like they were friends. Like, <laughs> what are the odds? The smallest world moment when you're like, Whoa, even all the way in like a, a different country. Yeah. Like you, it, it was wild. just crazy and wild. <laughs> but anyways, I just had to throw that in there because that was a fun tidbit. <laughs> no, I love that. Well, it goes to show your point too. Like there are just kids from everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> yeah. All walks of life, yeah. like in and out and, you know, on their own yeah. journey. So yeah, that's oh, like just everything was changing. Yeah. Jeez, no. like that's a lot. Um, yeah. So the school, it could like some of the people were stable, I guess. Teachers were stable, stuff like that. So I would go back to the same group of people there. And then obviously all the missionaries, they were the same group of people and our church was the same. Um, but I think like my biggest, like the hardest thing for me when I'd come back to the States was we did have pets and I love pets. <laughs> so we always had to leave our animals behind. They couldn't come with us. And then we have a very close family friend that she grew up, I mean, she's lived with me my whole life. She lived with my parents before I was born and she always stayed in Argentina. And that was the hardest thing for me. Like, you like you would lose absolutely everything. <laughs> like you lose your friends, you lose your school, you lose um, your church, everything. But then on top of that, for me, I was like, for me, it really was a loss. Every time I had to leave pets, it was like a major loss. And then anytime we had to leave that friend, it was just like you mourn it in a weird way. Cause it's like, to me, she was family and everyone's like, you come back to the States and everyone's like, oh my gosh, are you so excited to be home? Like, are you so happy to be back? And I'd be like, this isn't home. And I'm not going to, I wasn't going to contradict anyone. I wasn't going to correct them. I'm just like, no, this, this isn't home. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is hard. But yeah, I think since it's my parents' home, people just assume like that was my home as well. And I was like, this isn't, like, I don't identify as this being familiar. When did you like move back to the States? Like, yeah. Um, so I moved back like nine, no, eight years ago um, when I was 18. So I moved for college. Um, I went to Ohio for like a brief month <laughs> and then went to Nashville. And that's where I am now. And I've kind of relocated here and I love it here. But yeah, that was like, that was such a weird time in my life because basically I left Argentina, was leaving everything. And it was just, it was a really rough period. My parents were coming back as well for itineration. So I felt like I was like, we had just left our house in Argentina. So I was like, I don't even have the same house I can go back to. Like I'm literally losing my relationships, um, my, my home, my pets, everything. And everyone goes to college, well, like not everyone, but everyone that goes to college has that like leaving home period. And it's hard for everyone. But then on top of that, I couldn't leave my stuff at my parents' home. I had to pack everything 
into a suitcase to bring to my college dorm. So like my poor roommate, my first year of college, she had like nothing because she could leave everything in Florida and I had everything. Like my bed was like stacked up and I had a bunch of um, like drawers yes, that I had to the, buy. Yes, under the bed everything. storage, like but everything like, packed everything. in. Everything. Yeah. I feel like I took up <laughs> 75% of the room because I was just like, I don't, I don't have a storage unit. I yeah. can't, it's either sell everything or bring it with me. I can't leave it anywhere. Wow. Did you have an option to like stay in school and or go to college in Argentina? I guess I did, like I never viewed it as an option. Um, I love Argentina, and I loved it at the time. Like if someone had presented that to me at the time, I probably would have tried to make that work somehow. Like even I was trying to figure out how how can I come back and get a job over the summer and stuff like that. Um, but now that I'm like pretty much removed, I can look back and see like. Ideally, that would not have worked. Like financially, that wouldn't have worked. The country, as much as I love it, is a mess politically, financially. There's no stability, no security. So, like looking back, I'm like, I wouldn't even have wanted. Like that wouldn't have been a smart move. But like, I'm I'm thankful I never did that. I guess. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But at the time, that would have sounded amazing. But it's just even hard too because I came back to the states, um, and that was a whole like insane ball game of like, where are you from? What do you do? Whatever. I'd say, oh, Argentina. And people would be like, oh, is that in Arizona? Like literally people in my <laughs> class. Oh, is that Arizona? No. Is that what? Arkansas? No. It's literally a different country, but okay. Like people didn't know what Argentina was. So it's like this whole thing of trying to like keep the culture that I grew up with. Like I, like I loved Latin music. I loved all these different things. I just grew up differently than the kids that I went to school with. They weren't listening to Latin music and they weren't I don't know, like it was just a different lifestyle. So it's like having to kind of leave some of that behind, be a little bit hush about some of that. But then I would get to go back for like the summer and go back for winter break and stuff like that. But when I would go back, my friends weren't there anymore. I wasn't in school anymore. Like it was just very different. We were in a new house. Like my parents had moved to a different house. So it's just, I don't know. Every time you went back, it's like nothing was the same. Yeah, yeah. Another thing I just thought of is, like, did you primarily speak Spanish there? Um, yes and no. So with my family, like, I spoke in English, but we do, like, we did have this person living with us that doesn't speak any English. So at our home, it was 50-50. If she was around, we'd speak Spanish. Um, if she wasn't around, we'd speak English. But then, obviously, like, not at school, because I went to an American international school, but out in the city and everything, everything's Spanish, all of our like Argentine friends spoke Spanish. So yeah, it was mostly Spanish. Because you come to Tennessee and it's not like it's you have not, like no. loads of opportunity to speak <laughs> Spanish to people or even, you know, yeah. like have conversation with this thing that was like half of your life. Yeah, no, for sure. And I definitely, I connected quickly with people that spoke Spanish. Like very quickly you find the different people that you have something in common with. So for me, that was people that listen to Latin music and people that spoke Spanish and people that, you know, whatever. There's like a few missionary kids that that I, like I connected with. But for the most part, I was like very quickly trying to find groups of people that I had something in common with that I could bring up some of these, I guess, things from my past up and that they would know what I'm talking about. They wouldn't think I'm crazy. Yeah. Our past and our home and those commonalities like that all really can play into who we are. Mm -hmm. And that is something that shapes our identity. And I think it's really easy to put your identity in that or have that help those, have those things ground you. But, you know, you were kind of in this amplified situation where you almost were forced to 
not do that. Mm -hmm. So what was that? I mean, really throughout your whole childhood, but especially that move to Tennessee, like as an 18 year old going into adulthood, what was that like to start to discover what your identity actually was and kind of pull apart those layers of like, of who you were really? Because that's a big change. Yeah, for sure. Um, that's a big question. Too. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. Cause I feel like when I was going through it, I didn't realize, you know, like it's just, it's little things that happen that make you realize like, oh, I'm messed up because of this. Or like I, my identity is this and I'm, it's, I don't know who I am right now because I'm not there or that type of thing. It's one of those like you grew up your whole life, at least for me, grew up my whole life. I'm a missionary kid. I'm a missionary kid. I'm a missionary kid. I live overseas, whatever. All of a sudden, I mean, I'm still a missionary kid, but I'm not living, you know, like I'm not overseas. Um, my parents are overseas, but I'm not. I'm now an American. I'm now, I, I guess, I don't know, pursuing a normal trajectory. <laughs> yeah. Like you're your own adult person yeah. separate from the missionary life. Yeah. So that's and I different. Do, yeah. And I feel like it's still, it's hard. It's hard to explain because I feel like it's still the way I grew up in that part of me defined a lot of my adult life still. Cause it's like some of the friendships that I tried to make were with people that grew up the same way that I did. And then even like, I didn't want, I didn't have any interest in being with someone that had only lived in one place their whole life. So like my husband was born in South Africa, but he's lived in like Tanzania and South Africa, France, Argentina, Malaysia, like all these different places. So I was just like, to me, I was just like, I don't think I could ever be with someone that doesn't understand this type of life. I don't know if that makes sense. So like, I do feel like that was a, a big part of our relationship. And you try to figure out who you are, but still stay. It defines a lot of moments in your life, yeah. if that makes sense. What would you say to someone who is in a big transition like that and feels like they don't have a place to belong? Like, I'm sure I, this is kind of a also a big question, or it could be because we're all still working through that stuff mm-hmm. that was like, you know, hard for us as kids or um, finding a place to belong. Like, that's something everybody deals with, I think. But what, like, what has been helpful for you um, over the past eight years living here and figuring out how to be an adult. Yeah. Therapy. <laughs> <laughs> Real. Yeah. Uncovered a lot of this in therapy. <laughs> um, no, honestly, like therapy for sure. Um, and just kind of also for me, I feel like it was multiple layers of not just, it was the identity crisis of not knowing whether I'm an Argentine or I'm an American or what, like, what can I claim everything, but that was also mixed with, I was a missionary kid. So I also had this church thing thrown at me. Like I felt like I needed to present in a certain way in order to live up to these standards. So for me, I feel like it's therapy and then having grace, like realizing like, I'm trying to figure it out. And then like, just knowing like my parents support me through anything I do and they're in like, they're supportive and understanding and stuff like that. So I didn't feel as much pressure to like, I don't know, get my life in order in, in that type of public eye. Um, and then also, like, I feel like the hardest thing for me, like, in everything is, and it's still, like, it's still a struggle now. Every now and then I'll catch myself, like, going down this emotional road. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, like, the fact that, like, if I think about it, like, I have blue eyes and brown hair and I'm really white. So I do, I can fit into the Argentine look. Like, they're very European but like my blue eyes do not 
like fit in there at all. So if I go to Argentina, even though I, I sound like an Argentine, I have that accent, like I still stand out. Like I'm a sore thumb to them. And, um, but then even when I'm here, I don't want to fit in here. So it's that thing of like allowing myself to have this mixed culture and allowing myself to live in it and, you know, like celebrate it instead of feeling not, it's not a shame, but instead of feeling like broken, I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. I think it does. But like just celebrating it instead, like just finding, like being at peace with it and being like, okay, this is how I grew up. I might be a little messed up because of it. Cause I don't fully know who I am and I don't know what I'm doing and I get emotional and that type of stuff. But also realizing like, this is a really cool way to grow up. Like I literally got to live overseas. I got to move around a lot and I got to experience two different cultures. I got to learn two different languages. I got to be fully like exposed to a whole, a whole different way of life and just getting to celebrate that and not having to feel like I don't have to feel guilty for like, okay, maybe I'm not Argentine. Maybe I'm not American. Like I'm, I just am. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Your so, story is your story and yeah. it makes you who you are. Yeah. It, that makes total sense to me. I think like it's, I think it's awesome. I mean, your family, like your brother might mm-hmm. have like an understanding of like that, but like that's, nobody like has that same story mm-hmm. and has, you know, the, like the feet in two different worlds and mm-hmm. able to like one second, like just whip out this like Spanish that nobody knew you could do. <laughs> and like on the other side, just like be American, be, but yeah. like this really cool blend, you know, and yeah. like. I, I mean, I think that's awesome. I mean, you do have a perspective that we don't and we probably need. You know, like, I mean, you, you have, you, we can learn things from people in your situation who know things about other cultures and change mm-hmm. and even the ministry aspect and all of the ups and downs of that. Like, yeah, I think that that's super valuable. Yeah. But it's not without its difficulties. But I, yeah. I like that you said you're learning to celebrate that part mm-hmm. of you. And not that it's always perfect. Like you said, we always have our moments of insecurities, but like, that's really cool. I yeah. hope you continue in that. Yeah. And I think the only thing, like I have, I do have a lot of friends that grew up overseas and stuff like that, just in the whole missionary world. And you just see everyone handles it differently. <laughs> like everyone comes back to the States and has a different experience. And I feel like mine was fairly normal. Like I do have my moments of like, oh my gosh, like <laughs> this life screwed me up, whatever. But overall, like I, I can celebrate like the World Cup. I'm fully Argentine. I'm like all there cheering for them. I can go back to Argentina and enjoy it. You know, all these things. But like there's some people that come back and they're like screwed up. And it's just like you see different people that just just get into so much crap because of it because they really do struggle because they don't have an identity and their identity is wrapped up in that aspect of their life if anyone feels this way I just want them to know like that's it's not it doesn't have to be that love the life that you had in a different place or you know you can look back on a place with fond memories and like see it in a certain light and you can feel melancholy for the the fact that it doesn't exist anymore but don't lose yourself because of that, you know? Yeah. Because that can mess you up. Completely. Yeah. And I mean, I was saying earlier, like this is on a smaller scale, but I relate to that just going back to like my college campus because mm-hmm. I moved pretty far. I mean, you know, relatively far away, a few states, <laughs> but um, again, everything here is a smaller scale than what you 
uh, went through, but like, I think that's true with so many seasons of our life. Cause you go back to your college campus or wherever your place was that was so instrumental in your mm-hmm. life and such a big part of your life. And, you know, I go back and stroll through all of those old places, all the old haunts, the exact places where like really meaningful or monumental relationships happened, conversations happened, like revelations happened in my life and nothing is the same. None of mm-hmm. those people are there. None of the experiences are there. I can't stay. I can't go back to that life where my best friend was next yeah. door, yeah. you know? Um, and like, there's that melancholy. Yeah. There really is. And so I think that um, also like it's, that was a place where I really felt like I belong. Kind of mm-hmm. like you were saying about Argentina, like that was more home for you. Yeah. And so I think when you're transitioning into a new phase of life, like we're all looking for that place to belong and it's easy to like miss the old. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that's part of life, unfortunately. I'm not saying that that will ever go away completely, but I think it's um, important to deal, like, to recognize it and not um, let it just go by the wayside, you know? Yeah, and, I mean, I've experienced it in small and different ways. Even, like, when I lived in Ireland, going back again was, like, totally different. And I literally, like, cried my eyes out Mm -hmm. because I was there, and it was not... Yeah the same and it really broke my heart like it really did and even just a few weeks ago I went to California and it was different yeah you know I'm not the same person they're not the same people even if there's similarities it's not the same you're not doing the same things you did day to day and and it's changed and like thing that I can like hold on to and it took me a while after I, I was in Ireland it took me a long time to feel like I wasn't missing out on like what was happening there even mm-hmm. though it was changing, but like knowing that, you know, this sounds really super cheesy <laughs> and cheesy, but like knowing that like he was my constant, yeah. like he was never going to change and he would always be home and he would always be that place that I yeah. could like go to when I felt displaced or um, like I didn't belong because I always could like go to the word. I could go in to worship or whatever it was like that gave me the ability to be like, this sucks. This mm-hmm. really sucks. I don't like this. This is really sad and my heart's breaking, but at least I know that I have him and I know who I am when it comes to like who he says I am. Yeah. And that, I mean, that helps me because, you know, California will be home, quote unquote, but like it's not, I don't know, it's not home anymore, yeah. you know? No, everything so. changes. Yeah. <laughs> everything, every season brings something new and everything changes and you try to go back and nothing's the same. Like everything has moved on without you. And as it should, like that is life, like right. time goes on. And there's still so much purpose. Like it's about not only just celebrating where you've been and who you are, but like celebra- like celebrating and learning to look forward to the things you get to do ahead of you. Mm-hmm. Like, and believing that you have a lot of purpose and that there's still going to be joy, even though it's going to be different and there might still be really hard things. Like there's still something ahead that's going to be good. Oh, even so though you good. can't go back to your other good thing. Yeah. Like, I think it's, it's about that perspective and I mean, you maybe learned it like the hard way and that's rough, but like, I think it's important. Uh, So I appreciate just thinking on that story and like kind of challenging us all to, I don't know, own where we are, I guess. Mm -hmm. I think it's amazing because you can pull it into so many places of life. Like literally we just walked downstairs, let you back into the building that you worked at for Mm -hmm. years. Um, And that could be, seem sort of like bittersweet, like, oh man, we miss having Mandy here all the time. But then at the same time, I'm like, 
oh heck no, like her future is amazing. <laughs> like what God's doing and like what yeah. you stepped yeah. into is so cool. And so yeah. when you get to see it from like a different perspective and be like, oh, okay. So there was cool, th- th- cool things about like this season, but yeah. I'm so excited for the next one. Yeah. And if we can look at like even belonging in the same way, yeah. you know, that's really exciting. No, I love that. And I feel like it's easy for me, at least, it's easy to see it in the season that I'm in, that I'm in now. Like, it's so easy and clear to see it. When I was 18, going through that season, that was not the case. Like, there was no end in sight that I thought, like, I was like, this just doesn't make sense. This isn't fair. Like, why? I know, like, my brother and I had this, the same feeling constantly of, like, why the heck would God put us in this situation? Like, why is this fair? Why are we having to do this? But now, like, I, look, I can look back and just see it completely different. I'm just like, I love where I'm, at, where I'm at right now. And I wouldn't be where I'm at without different things that, um, that were in my past. But it's just like a reminder, if you're in a season that you're just not sure, like, I feel alone. I, I don't know what's happening. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know who I am. Like, there's just a light at the end of the tunnel somewhere. It's coming. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually, you'll figure totally. it out. And if you need help, go to counseling because that does help. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> true. <laughs> Go figure it out. Put everything on the table. Let it get messy. And then yeah. you'll, you'll be able to wrap up the, the strings. But. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good word. It is. <laughs> it is. I think it's the fact that this is also something I still remind myself today. Because there's like, even though I've been removed for nine years, like the last time I went back was like four or five years ago. I am going to go back in June. So I'm like super excited. But like, I am going back with completely different expectations. I know that nothing's the same, but I'm just excited because I'm like, I'm going to eat my favorite food. I'm going to see my friend and I'm going to just chill. Like, I'm just excited. If you feel like you don't have a place to truly belong right now, you're not the only one. It's totally normal and okay to look back on those memories and places and seasons of life that you loved and that made you who you are and to think fondly of them, but then also to mourn them a little bit, that's really okay. And I want you to know um, we've all been there. You're truly not alone in that. Um, But I also don't want you to stay there. Kind of like Mandy is saying, like she's, you know, done some of that like emotional work and she's been honest about how she feels so that now she's learned to really love the place that she's in and she's now found a really good community and does feel this sense of belonging because she really stuck it out and knows where her identity is ultimately. Yeah, and honestly, that is the heart of Like that's such a big deal of this. And we talked about it a lot with Mandy, but knowing your identity and what that really looks like because your identity is in Christ. And that means that you're his child. Scripture says we are chosen by him. We are his workmanship, and there's literally nowhere we can go that he's not with us because he never, ever leaves us. And so no matter where you are, where you've been, if you can find home or if you've lost it or you know exactly where it is and it's just different, the heart is that you're his. So wherever you are, you're okay. And he's got you because you're his child, and that's where you find your identity, and that's where you find home is with him. And he'll bring you peace and everything in those situations. 
Hey, if you related to this conversation or enjoyed it, we're going to continue the conversation over on our Instagram at non-exclusive podcast. We'd love to hear what you think and hear your story and experience with finding a place to belong or even feeling homesick or that concept of home. And also, um, we would love if you do enjoy the podcast, go over to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating and tell us your story there in the reviews. That means a lot to us. Just personally, we just love, love reading them. So thank you if you have done that. But it also um, helps the podcast and gives us a little bit of a boost too. So thank you so much for doing that. Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Psalm 91, 1-2